That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity. Hello and welcome to the Spooktacular 2020. <laughs> Hope you're feeling pretty darn spooked on this, the 1st of November. Uh, the day after Halloween, we have an unofficial bylaw in the TAS book which says that if. You know, normally we have a, a spooktacular on the 31st, but if it falls on a Saturday and the normal episode day is a Sunday, then it will, it just carries over to the Sunday. You might not have known that, but that's kind of on you for not looking at that in advance. So this is perfectly normal and good. What we are doing here today. My name's Isaac, by the way, and I'm doing great. How are you, co-host Delk? I'm I'm Declan, yep. not Delkin. Well, that's a nickname. Very much Declan. That's a little nickname. Uh, I'm doing okay, although I'm back to work bright and early tomorrow. Yes, and you're going to be... Where the Rona can't yeah, get me. You're going to be the enjoying Rona the lockdown can't get me. Uh, at home, I imagine. It is impossible else. to contract the coronavirus if you are in a school or yeah. on a train or anywhere where you're getting to or from those things. It, teaching is a sacred profession, and for me, the reason it's sacred is because you get that magic spell that means you cannot get a virus and that will be why cast upon you they're so well respected teachers yeah well respected well paid well yeah. compensated and and well alive may i say there are no very dead teachers. very many um how was your halloween particularly spooky <clears throat> was it uh i was spookily miserable oh, <laughs> oh that's pretty pretty nifty and i did that thing where i go to bed early Oh, yeah. But then I am awake until four anyway. Cool. So, so it's just sort of like you're depressed. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, people put labels on things all the time. Um, but you know, I don't want to put too fine a yeah, point. Yeah, no, on that it. is pretty spooky. Um, mine was a more traditional, I guess. Yeah, you were doing some spooky gaming. I was hunting ghosts. I was talking to Jack the Halloween Czar. There was a whole bunch of stuff. I'll tell you how how uh, low mood I was yesterday. Uh-huh. I. This is spooky, isn't it? I ordered some food yeah. and I got a drink with it. Yeah. And then I thought, I'm going to get a drink for my buddy Isaac. Oh, yeah. And by the time it turned up, I was like, fuck Isaac. Whoa, I'm going to have two, two, two peppers to myself. That's crazy. I know. Well, That's you seem, you sounded like you were getting totally haunted up in here. It so was I didn't want to interrupt. Spooky. If you'd come in, I would have been terrified. Well, there you go. I did keep looking behind me just to check <laughs> what was going on because when the ghosts are in the game, that would be the perfect time to, for them to get you in real life, I always think. That's true. Enough of this. Yeah. This week we've got something pretty special and it's really a conglomeration of concepts from across the yeah. Halloween board. Yeah. A deep and broad variety of, of beautiful ideas, each of them their own little Halloween gem that we've, that we've been amalgamated. Through the month. Through the year, really. Well, yeah. through our whole lives in many ways. They've been leading up to this This moment. episode is the culmination of a combined, how old are you, 30? I'm 26, you're I'm 32. So that's a combined <laughs> 50 years of Ooh. hollow experience between us. Uh, a truly depressing statistic when you think of it in those mm. regards, even as I lowered the actual years down. <laughs> we are going to be inhabiting the Imagino space of a kind of carnival atmosphere 
And although I didn't prepare any bed music, I invite you, dear listener, to just imagine your own because I can't do everything. Okay, so just imagine that the remainder of this episode is underscored by all of the ambient sounds of a carnival. Yep. Maybe the, uh, what was his name, the Magic Charles or something? Oh, the, the Magnificent yeah, Charles. From, uh, I am the, the Magnificent Charles. Yeah, and that weird music that was playing underneath that. You can just p- plant that in in your own head. That's something that you can do. I'm empowering you to do It's that. future time. Time, future, future. <laughs> If you haven't listened to The Return, now's a great time to revisit very spooky stuff. An hour of pure art. Absolute genius. All, all across the board. So, in we dive, why don't we? Oh, hang on. They're going to hear Charles, aren't they? They're going to be a little bit of Charles. You right mean now? right now? Yeah. No, I didn't put it in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am the clown with the tear-away face. Here in a flash and gun without a trace. I did put it in. Aww. I did put it in. Welcome to... Part one. We haven't really thought about how this has split up, so this is just not really a part one. I'm just going to start reading now. Just but I go. want you to know that this is my reading voice. Hello. Turning off the big freeway in your 1975 car, you can't quite remember which one of your idiot pals suggested hitting up the Carnival for Halloween. But you're pretty sure you won't be taking any of their recommendations very seriously in future. This place looks more like a travelling car park than any kind of entertainment destination. Mm-hmm. Bummer! You roll effortlessly out of your contemporary vehicle and adjust the calico ghoul costume, which family legend says 12 generations of your ancestors spent hours toiling over as a way to distract themselves from loveless marriages. Patting your back pocket to check that your at-home printed ticket is where it should be, you stride boldly towards the entrance and just 20 minutes later find yourself confronted with the first attraction. (laughs) Normally the Hall of Mirrors is boring and offensive nonsense. A kind of sick portrait gallery with the unifying theme of body dysmorphia, but this one, why this one seems quite a lot different. Welcome to the Hall of Mirrors, a place of capital R reflection. Goodness. Screams a voice. (laughs) Together we will find out what kind of trick or treater you, you are via the medium of a deceptively simple-seeming quiz. Ooh. That person left the room now, so I can oh. adopt a more normal voice. Oh. Bye, uh, you say. Bye. So it's a quiz, I guess. Oh, I mean, cool. all of a sudden Probably it was a the quiz. only one in this episode, I can't I would imagine there'd be more than one, because that, to me, would seem lazy and derivative of our yeah. previous quiz-heavy content. <laughs> one. It's Halloween Eve and you're hitting the Commerce District for supplies. But wait, aren't you forgetting something? No. I need you to keep track of your A, Bs, Cs and Ds here. I'm going to do that. I did mean to get get a bit of paper and pen. That's fine. You can do do it in your memory. Because I need to do it. No, no, I can't. Okay. A. Not a chance. Rememberies is my middle name. B. Oh, God, I can't believe I nearly forgot my infant son, Largo. C. I forgot that my family household loathes Halloween and will not do a celebration of it. Or D, I simply forgot to boil the Halloween meats. Which, oh, well, one, which it, one would it be? Well, I'm intrigued if I can buy option B. You, oh, with reference to your infant son, Largo. Well, it's not the infant son, Largo. It's the, it's the fact that I almost forgot him mm. when I thought I was already, I'd already gone and had forgotten him. Yes, that is interesting. So have I forgotten him or... It's a really interesting point you make and one that you may think was unintentional, but mm-hmm. actually is very layered. And, and ah, as you select okay. B, you're going to see how that evolves over... Yeah, I, well, I, I did almost costumes. forget my infant son, Largo. Largo, he's my large infant son. He's actually tiny. Now, that's a surprising element of Largo. Largo, because you would the small, think... It's the small mini son, yeah. 
That's weird. Question two. You're speeding on down to the Halloween outlets to line your pockets with spooking delights to share with the neighbours and their ghostly progeny. What's keeping your mind occupied on the six and a third hour round trip? A. I'm listening to an album of nasty haiku written by white nationalists for, quote, research purposes. Right nationalists? White nationalists. But yes, that as well. B. I'm swerving an awful lot, but only when the traffic is quite moderate. That's just a, a way of keeping yourself occupied, I guess. Yeah, you sometimes, as a driver myself, I remember in the past, sometimes you that. just duck left and right. Yeah. Sometimes fast and slow. C. I'm playing the 2003 PlayStation 2 classic Enter the Matrix, which although not critically acclaimed, did manage to sell well over a million copies in the first 18 days of its release. Or D. I'm remembering with regret all of the times my small son Largo maimed the small animals. Um, I, I don't look upon that with regret so much because That's he's, he's a troubled he's his boy own guy. and he, you know, you've got to sometimes take these things on the chin. And every kid has to have a hobby, right? I, I tell you what I was doing. I was playing 2003's not critically acclaimed, but pretty well selling Enter the Matrix PlayStation 2. Nice while driving. Yeah. Well, it's like in between stops, you know, like, why oh, sorry, so what I should say is. During the stops, not in between. In oh, between wow. stops, That's the driving. I very much am driving. <laughs> and so, what is it controlled with the steering wheel? No, no, I've just, I'm just whipping it out. What when you say it? Well, what Largo on the seat next to me? A PlayStation Two. He's holding a, a screen. Oh, the the PlayStation That's quite is on a the floor. Neck angle on the left is on the floor. Yeah, he's holding it there. He's just holding it while I'm driving. This is a good boy, Largo. Yeah, like. and then tucked under his arm, he's got the controller. And then when we come to a stop. I just pop the screen uh-huh. behind the steering How wheel. How often are you stopping? Quite often. It's, it's, I think there's a lot That's of people going so to long, store. the journey. Yeah. It's actually only 10 minutes away. <laughs> but I... You want to crack in six I'm, hours, 20 I'm doing of... a speed run. <laughs> um, and Largo, he's not, he doesn't mind. It's not a two-player game, I don't think. Well, this is, this is his punishment for the last maimage uh, that he did. That's yeah. good. That's good parenting. That's yeah. responsible. You've arrived at Weens R Us, one of the top five cheapest Halloween stores in the county. Wow. What do you rush to first? A. I rush to the Bones Isle to replenish my stock of novelty fibia. Gotta keep up with the Joneses. B. I'll be buying the entire collection of Goon Gunge for reasons I'm not at liberty to divulge. C. A fresh young pumpkin on which my dangerous son Largo can practice his scalpel work. Or D. I rush to the exit to go home empty-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you feeling? Well, about? you know, if it were not one of the top five cheapest Halloween stores mm-hmm. in the county, I would probably be going D. I would probably be going D there, but I, I'm not for the time being. Because I, I guess in for a penny, in for a pound, right? I, we've spent six and a half hours getting here. <laughs> we may as well... I may, you know, what I may as well do. I may as well stock up on the old bones. The, I am going. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm making a beeline for the bone aisle. <laughs> yes, you've got a. We've got a stand. <laughs> Question four. On your drive back, you notice that there's an old lady lying across the back seats of your pristine vehicle. Pretty weird, right? Hmm. A. That is pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> B. Stranger things have happened. C. That lady is little Largo's aging wet nurse, sleeping off another bosom bothering from my steely-eyed baby boy. <laughs> oh, dear. D, no comment. What is he doing to this <laughs> poor woman's tit? Which one are you going with there? Um, I, it's going to have to be A. Oh, well, <laughs> it, that is weird. That's a truthful yeah. reflection. Of I, I, I was kind of stunned. I, it's also a 
comment from me on the rest of the options. Mm, fair. Question five. This is the final one. Oh, okay. God. <clears throat> you get home to find that, oh no, the house has burnt to a big brown crisp. Everything you own is dead now. Oh. Bummer. Oh, Bummer yeah. is a theme in this because we've said it twice. It's oh. a bit, I was trying to capture that kind of fun, like West Coast vibe. Yeah. Where you're like, Bummer. Ouchies. <laughs> they, they love to say stuff oh, like that. Weird. Do you, A, take this one on the chin. Some people have it worse after all. B, Search the wreckage of your warm house embers to see if wife Maud made it out alive. C. Maud. Pick through the rubble until you find that ever-elusive perfect skimming stone. Book a flight to the Great Lakes and let her rip. That was a skimming noise. Or D. Turn around slowly, knowing that your tiny son Lago will be watching from the safety of the pavement with the same empty expression you saw in his old beyond-their-years blue eyes when Mrs. Carmichael's teenage son lost his right arm in the community pool. Which of those four will it be? The skimming stone is insured. It's pretty fun, that would be. It is fun, but it's insured, and I think I can probably get a new one. You get a holiday out of it, probably, to the Great Lakes. Yeah, I could, but I don't need to go searching through the warm embers for it. Windermere. Not traditionally one of the Great Lakes. No, no. It's one of of the greatest lakes. it's a good lake. It's a top lake. Small G greatest. Yeah. So which is it going to be? And think carefully, because this is your last choice. Let me I just recap. Gonna, You've gone B, I've gone BDAA. No, BCAA. I'm pretty sure I went for D, no, didn't I? What was PlayStation option? Matrix was C. Oh, yeah. BCAA. Oh, so yes. So this one could see you... Uh, well, you could end up tying two A's and two B's or two C's, or you could just go fully in on that A. Um, I, option A was to just take it on the chin, and, yeah, I, and I don't. It's quite think, a passive option. I don't think I can do that. You don't seem like in in the fiction of this quiz the kind of person who takes things sitting down. Because you saw no. that old old dead lady that uh, Lago had killed in the car, and you Hang thought on, uh, that well, is I, weird. I you didn't think that's. I didn't think she good. was dead. I thought that she was just lying. There. I think that was implied. I think the subject. Well, one of the options was, was that she was just sort of asleep. Yeah, but in that sleep of death. Oh, what no, what dreams, dreams may come, come. Yeah. of, of well, Lago's, Lago's steely-eyed. Yeah, um, I think it's going to have to be B. I am going to have to look for Maud. I can't That's just, nice. I can't leave her behind. Man. You're a yeah. family man. And, and honestly, be... I can't go spending the rest of the day with Lago. <laughs> you won't make it out alive. <laughs> I need someone You'd else like to, the car, to take. <laughs> Armless and alone. As you finishing, finish answering that final question, you realise with a start that you're back outside the tent. Oh, what? You think? You mean I don't get to find out what kind of Halloween guy I am or whatever that quiz was about? You don't vocalise this thought, so it never gets the answer which I think we can all agree it did deserve. Internally cursing your cowardice, you trudge glumly on to the next spectacle. End of section. Wow. That's part one. That is part one. What have we got next, Delk? Let's have a little look. You take a step further into the carnival and suddenly you hear a booming voice. Hello. Roll up, roll up, step right up and try your arm at the hottest game in town. So good, there's no generally accepted name for it. So we're just Mm. calling it the Ball Toss Cup Drop Challenge. Hot. You, sir, you look like you've got biceps to spare. Why don't you have a go? Just take this ball here and lob it at that pile of cups over there. The more you knock down, the more likely you are to progress to the next round. This is the sound of a real ball of paper, listeners, that that the carnival man handed me. Well well prepared, I is. Yeah. Give it a launch. Uh, What am I throwing? Just throw it, lads. 
probably at the cups. Oh, I missed. Oh. I hit the. Yeah, oh, you I hit them. over. You hit over two. It looks like. Oh, did I? Yeah, that's yeah. a good throw. Don't don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. Well, it will be my aim. Probably will not be the aim. Probably will be that the game is rigged. Oh, now, so what you about have that. unlocked for the chance to win a special special prize okay. is the secondary game that not many have played before. Is this like on a fruit machine when you get some weird combination and then like the top of it lights up and you're suddenly playing yeah. snakes and ladders or something? Yeah, or it never explains. How no, to no, it, and it is mostly still just gambling. And by the time you've worked out what's going on, you've the game's you have you lost it's your eaten one hundred yeah. of your your finest pound coins. No, this is a real game, sir. Okay. Now, the point scoring will not be obvious to you. You can explain it if you want. No, it would take too much time. Plus, no, there's not. It's a bit like doing the knowledge. It take too long. Take too long. I've had to train for years for this, but we're going to play this three rounds to this game. Okay. Fairy tale structure. What's going to happen is thus: you are going to take from the first cup you knocketh down. Ah, the stuff in them. Yeah, there's three sheets of paper in each. How, didn't they fall out when I knocked it over? It's... No, no, it's very well designed, this right, game. that's cool. Um, so in the first cup, yep. you will find the names of some horror movie classics. Okay, I don't watch uh, movies. That's good. That will stand you in good stead okay, to win very few to points. In the second cup, you will find three completely different Genres. Ah. And it will be your job to horror. win points. Not horror. Not, uh, not, not horror. horror. Okay. Okay. Your job to reimagine the former as the latter in order to win the sacred prize. This, okay, that's quite a severe prize by the sound oh, of it. Oh, it is. Uh, and how much is this costing me to take You've part already in? paid, sir. Oh, <laughs> So don't you worry. I didn't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I game. guess in... Let's, I go. let's go. Off you go. Cup <laughs> number one. <laughs> right, I've got my piece of paper. And what do I do? Read it? Just have a little read of it out. What does it say? The Shining. The Shining. A classic, you'll agree, sir, I'm even if you're sure. not a fan. And I've got Pixar. <laughs> so, what? remind me the concept. I need to just think in my head what it would be like if The Shining was made by Pixar. Not in the head. That's Importantly. cool, I've <laughs> Importantly, it's it the is, same, but there's a lamp. At importantly, the it is out loud, or else it would be impossible for me to judge your okay. point scoring. Well, the abilities. thing about Pixar movies is that the character development is so precise throughout, and they really trace the emotional arc. And I don't think that just now I'd be able to come up with a new character to do the job. And for that reason, I think Woody is Jack Nicholson. I think right. that much is clear as day. That's, that's Danny nice. is going to be Wally. That's also clear to me. <laughs> And Wendy, now this is a bit of a curveball. Oh, I'm so excited. It's, it is Mike Wazowski. <laughs> so Mike and Woody are in a... They do bother over a good scream. They're in a lovely marriage. And yep. there is fucking, and it produced a robot. And the one As thing that The do. Shining doesn't delve into is, is really... Yeah, that Danny's is, if conception. I may say, sir, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be. Um, and yeah, so we'll probably have 12 to 15 minutes of the beginning of the film showing how like just the logistics of of how Mike who doesn't have a dick you do you remember seeing a dick in that film I don't know he doesn't have a dick and it's not like, it's not like I don't some remember seeing one on Woody either no well Woody now an important question here and this could score or lose you many points Woody is he is he Jack Nicholson sized now or is he still less than half a foot yeah 
He is. Oh, At different points no. in the movie, he's different sizes. It's like oh. the ring in Lord of the Rings, where it changes sizes depending on... Now, it didn't change size mission. too drastically, that At thing. some points, it no, was like a Zorb. No, no, like, the cave troll didn't try Legolas it Legolas had it as a belt, briefly. <laughs> and then Gandalf was hula-hooping. What are the, the what's the range of sizes we're talking for Woody? Sometimes he will be the size of Woody the toy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes smaller, actually. He'll be the size of a pencil sharpener. Oh, God. Sharpening, not sharpener. Um, and sometimes this, the exact proportions of Jack Nicholson. Right. It's kind of a deep fake thing, I think. Mm. So it's not just like a big, cause if you go to Disney. Hang on a minute. Let me just consult the manual to see if we can use that technology. Do they have deep fakes in the, um, up, up in there oh. yet or no? I know a guy who. Uh, we can, but unfortunately, uh, Mike Wazowski, we can't get Billy Crystal in to do the voice if we're paying, if we're doing the budget. You you sure? Hey! Oh! Hey, Sully, well, where are you at? You're winning some scary <laughs> points there, sir. That's pretty For good, sure. Now, what is the... Because to my understanding, the Pixar movies, they often have a sort of a... A moral. A, a nice moral that's neatly tied up. And they are indeed uh, usually at PG at, at most. Yeah, this one won't be PG, I guess. Uh, well, no. Well, that was because the audience the has grown up. Right, so yeah. we want this to appeal to people. What who is saw your Toy moral going to be? What's their their time at the Overlook? What's if I that think about, about The Shining in its original conception, um, I would say I sort of struggle a little bit to think about what the moral is. Is mm. it maybe about the way in which like mental illness is vaguely hereditary? That's possibly the take from The Shining and Doctor Sleep combined. Right, or is it about the way in which like capitalism drives you to literal madness? But then. I don't know, the novel and the film have quite different messages anyway. I think for our version, why not Why not make it a universal message that's not even rooted in a particular in like, the movie at all. conception, right? And just say that our movie is about if a cowboy and a monster fuck and they have a robot son, mm-hmm. it, it, everything will go wrong. And some things... The forward march of progress has to stop somewhere. We'll maybe say. we can say. Maybe we can just write that at the that end. That could be the subtitle before the before it could the be credits. The Shining, or how I learned that <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when a green when, eye and, and a, a giant toy robot slash tiny cowboy, toy cowboy fuck it up to make a robot to make a, a lovely envirobot, then mm. bad stuff will happen and ghosts brackets and ghosts and ghosts will happen. Yeah, that's important. As well. well. You're doing very well. We're on to yes. round two already, Fucking sir. Great, and I won that one. Uh, well, it's That's not about winning know. or losing. It's not about the Babadook. Oh, I love Ooh, this movie. This is the one I've seen. Here we go. Okay, here we go. It's reimagined as as Wes Anderson tragic comedy. Mm. I think it's not far off, to be honest. <laughs> it is tragic comic already, really. The yeah. ending of the Babadook, not to spoil it to anyone, but he opens a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> And you'll never guess who's that. Voldemort <laughs> runs it. Just dressed as a normal flesh guy. Very weird. No, I think there's a kind of tragic comic element throughout a lot of horror, and the Babadook in particular. I mean, more tragic than comic for the most part. Mm, yeah. I, you know, until we get to that end, it but, is... Yeah. yeah. Uh, you Imagine if there was like... if you caught It's very funny how that kid looked. <laughs> how he screams all yeah. the time. Yeah. How his audio is mixed to be exactly piercing to one's ear. But I imagine if you caught up with... S.E. Davis, I think she's called her character at a later date. And we're just like, what was that like? She'd be, she'd be laughing yeah. up, wouldn't she? She'd be like, oh, lol. Now, I, to my recollection that her career, though, is not quite as kooky, necessarily. She's an as, illustrator, as isn't she? Be. I'm pretty sure that she works at a, 
I don't care home. No, 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 no. I don't think she does. I'm pretty sure she's an illustrator. And that's why the idea is that maybe she created the Babadook book. She, she, she literally works at a care home. I don't know about that. I think, I think she does that sometimes. guy has to cover uh, a yeah, shift yeah, all right. the time. Well, now that, that's the tragedy <laughs> element. <laughs> she thinks she's an illustrator. <laughs> what I'm saying is basically it's the same film, but everyone's just shot symmetrically. Side on. Yeah. Everyone appears in the middle and we'll have a weird bit where there's some like Benjamin Britten playing while everyone just looks at the camera. But like, like you can't tell if they're really annoyed or like laughing at you or both. Mm. That kind of inscrutable Wes Anderson protagonist. He normally likes to find like women of ambiguous age who have ambiguous expressions. And then that is a character to Wes. And you're saying that will be the Babadook I'm saying the Babadook would be a 14-year-old, 14-year-old girl in a huge hat that just sort of stares at the camera chewing gum and then maybe says things like, oh, I knew you'd you'd be working at that care home again. Or like, oh, that car crash, what a drag and stuff like that. Mm. And then there'll be some quirky music and the Babadook will have dungarees. Oh, what that's points galore, sir. Thank You're you so close much. to Thank winning that sacred I'm really prize. intrigued, but can I ask what the prize is? Uh, you may not, sir. That's disappointing. In fact, if you ask again, I you, can't. you will be, uh, well, not killed. Oh. not. Well, that's why I said not well, killed. Well, no, but I wouldn't have thought I was going to be killed unless you brought it up. Oh, well. You haven't, More for you haven't, me. You haven't been to many of our attractions <laughs> yet, have you, sir? Oh, can't goodness. Blair Witch Project, the. Blair Witch Project, comma, the. And the genre is a buddy movie. Easy. Go it, on then. It already is. Tell me, sir. The Blair Witch is just trying to hang out. The Blair Witch is just <laughs> trying to vibe with the cool... Now, in your version, will we be seeing gang. more of the Blair Witch from her sort of invisible hideaway? Let me trying answer to, that question Trying to, question. like, get, get in with them. Aren't we already seeing a lot of the Blair Witch? But... We're seeing the movie from her perspective, is what I'm going to say. Wow. The film is a first-person You're saying the Blair Witch is a camera? The Blair Witch is the camera, yeah. Mm. And we'll show that by... We'll take footage from the original film and we'll just put... You know when they have, like, glasses over the camera? So it looks mm. like you're seeing... A, yeah. Or, like, yeah. a bit yeah. of fringe. We will do both. We'll do that thing where they look kind of in a mirror... Yeah, in an angle where it wouldn't normally show your reflection, but because it's a movie, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good. so it will be about the Blair Witch trying to ingratiate themselves with those cool documentarians, because the Blair Witch living in the woods, right? You've got a lot of time to to think about life, and and that's too much. That's probably exactly what you need if you're going to make a documentary as someone who has that kind of insight, because they say like it's often the people who the hermits right who go off away from society who are able to then reflect back to us where we're going wrong where we're going right and so i think although they're there to uh poach the blair witch originally mm-hmm. that's the um, um, original plot this time they will go to shoot the blair witch with the tranquilizer with, no it's a shotgun oh and they Christ. will look the blair witch into their eyes and remember that's the camera's eyes so there'll be a whole like metatextual brechtian thing going on and We'll do a thing where like a tear comes down the camera. Like how you can see your tears in real life. Yeah, like you can see them on a windscreen of your eyes. Mm. And then we'll have the first and only line of Blair Witch in the whole movie, which is just the single word, <laughs> like that. And that the humanity of that moment 
will break the spell of violence that was over the documentarians. And they will see that this Blair Witch is not a creature to be feared, not some mere cryptid to be hunted. Now, just a few choice moments. A few choice moments, because I like this. Yeah. I can see it's it's heartfelt. It's got potential, hasn't it, I think. Very low budget as well, because it is the same film. The buddy movie, I'm thinking, is normally a little more humorous. Now, where are you going to get in some slapstick? There's loads of slapstick. The rocks, the rocks that the Blair Witch keeps leaving outside, people will be tripping over them. (laughs) Now, another question. The whole scene where there's a big handkerchief full of teeth. Yeah. Where, where's that fitting into your narrative? <laughs> well, they'll just we'll just edit in some laughter to show to the audience that this is funny it's to them. It's a funny handkerchief it's funny full teeth. of teeth. And the, maybe the, what we'll do is we'll CGI. We don't have a lot of budget, but we can maybe CGI which, there's one There's no thing. budget. We can CGI one comedy tooth. Like maybe it's blue or maybe it's like a mouse's <laughs> tooth or it's like a, an obvious like dinosaur's tooth right. or rubber or something or edible like a Pez sweet so that people get... It, at home, they'll get that this is a comedy right. tooth bag. And then that bit at the end in the corner. I that guess, was going to be my final question. Well I guess that's it's quite ambiguous in the film because you don't know what happens, right? Like that, we all assume because of our prejudice. Maybe he was taking a leak. That the, that the Blair Witch was going to fuck that person up, that guy up and yeah. kill that guy yeah. to yeah. death. But that's really more saying more about us than it does about Bewitch. And so I think... <clears throat> Yeah, we probably have this exact same scene, but because we'll have built up to it in a different way, we'll show that actually, like, you know, in Wicked, where it's like, this is the real story of Elphaba. Like, she pretended to melt in order to save the animals from the guy who was a goat and going bad all the time in that very good song. Um, We'll be saying, like, we're built to the same scene, but this time you'll have the new perspective, which is that they've just been fucking. And now he's... Yeah, he's pissing in the wall because that's what he does. <laughs> that's what that was their thing. That's what he's into. Oh, that's nice. And so that's the. It's a combination. It's a uh, consummation, really, of that relationship. I like that. That is very good. That's very good indeed. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, unfortunately, you're one point shy. Of the no. Prize, so oh, you're joking. On your way, sir. Oh. Before I have to call the spooky security. Thanks Damn. very much for your custom, sir. Damn it. Roll up. Roll up. Similarly, shouts my character, Mister McGrindle. <laughs> A large and lumpy man covered in a treasure trove of costume ideas which were abandoned midway through completion. What is this shit, McGrindle, you query of the funny carnival man? He smiles broadly and you can see bits of old chicken meat all jammed up in his chunky molars. A simple game of wits, quoth McGrindle with a glint in his obviously evil eyes. Sure, whatever, you say, feeling pretty over the whole thing already. Welcome to Mr. McGrindle's house of fun the game this is a three challenge test of wits um Ooh. it's gonna be rough and it's gonna it's gonna test you That's to totally the limit. it tests all aspects much like dr kawashima before us tests all aspects of the brain of the brain so there's the the thing is it the bit. brain that you'll be testing as well yeah, 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 oh, okay, yeah absolutely. Cool. Sorry, or what was it, McGrindle? McGrin- Mr. McGrindle, McGrindle of the Wicked House of Fun. Of the, the Wicked game. House of Fun, the game. He'll be testing the guesstimation zone. He'll be testing the understandment cortex. And finally, the guesstimation zone again, but this time even more uh, in-depth that part will be in this three-challenge challenge setup. So challenge one, if you're ready. Are you feeling prepared? Of course I am. Challenge one of course called, I am. called Guess the Weight. Okay, here we go. I... 
this is McGrindle talking, so okay, I'll, give yeah. you a, I'll give you a taste of the voice. I don't want to commit to it completely because I'm I have You're I'm a trying to save the yeah. arts, right? So I'm not going to do any non-union acting work. I'm thinking of a pumpkin, says McGrindle, right. toothily. I can't emphasize enough. His teeth are really Think, weird. Oh yeah, they are. It's not just the the sort of layout of them, but there's something about the geography of each tooth which upsets you. The topography like, of the yeah, tooth. Nice yeah, that's nice. Be put because there's like crevices in there, like serrated but on the flat part. Oh, you no. ever seen that? Like a relief thing? map. Yeah, or a cheese grater, or a oh. washboard. Like you might wash clothes on in the old days. That's a shame. Um, I am thinking of a pumpkin. Yeah, you whimpers said. McGrindle. Did I mention about his house Toothily. teeth? Looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that. They're really odd. Please describe it and tell me how much it's weighing in <coughs> kilograms, he says. Well, I, I don't, obviously I can't know the pumpkin you're thinking of, McGrindle. He stares blankly. That's, you get the sense I he's not invested that. in the conversation. No, I, I He's sort I of doing know. that thing at a cocktail party where you're eyeing up a hotter person to talk Another, to. Another, yeah. And you're like looking <clears> at them, you're like, yeah. Yeah, McGrindle. Uh, we'll have a chat later. Eyes here. Yeah, cheers. Yeah? Thanks, McGrindle. Uh, so I obviously, I can't know. Teeth? Yes, I've seen. Horrific as the day Look at me is deep. He peels my gums off and he peels them off like Velcro. And you can see a secret underneath. I'm going to hazard a guess that you're thinking of a particularly atrocious pumpkin. Now, it. Prejudice! Screams McGrindle. It's not prejudice. It's, it's very much based off of, of <laughs> a, a, what we call an orgy of evidence, <laughs> McGrindle. Um, now, it's shape. It's not what you would think. It's it's far more angular than it, than your average oh, pumpkin, like although that does make it somewhat easier to weigh. Um, it it has rotted out. Now that has taken away some of the weight. <sighs> McGrindle snorts. McGrindle, are we are we weighing with or without the maggots inside? Yes. Good. McGrindle good. Help, good. Helpfully. So I'm putting it on the Imago scales right now, and I'm thinking that this is easily weighing. 42.5 kilograms. It is atrociously large. That's awful. Yeah, and it was hollowed out already. So you can imagine how much larger this it has is to like be. James and the Giant Peach of Pumpkin. James and the Giant Pumpkin. That would be one name you could McGrindle give and the Giant Pumpkin. That's what I'm another. thinking. Challenge two, he says, not acknowledging Any idea? Of, no, okay. Understand. Are you related to the guy who did the first the quiz I did? <laughs> That's my son. Understand Lago. the wisdom. Yeah. I will share, he says, a thought. And then he does this with his teeth, like I, gnashing. Like he me. doesn't know what a thought is. Yeah, but no, he came really close. He went like, like each clock of his teeth came closer to you. What do you, yeah. think? What do you think? Well, it's threatening. Yeah. He's it trying was. to intimidate. And you have to work hard to understand the wisdom it has, my boy. He says, hey, aging in the middle <laughs> of the sentence. <laughs> Unexpectedly weaselly. Hey, you understand the concept here, right? Is no, it, it's okay. good. Let's just go. A ghost is never half as friendly on a Friday. Right. He says, understand the wisdom. Off you go. Well, the, the thing about <laughs> such a sentence is that it, it, it encaptures what we call the duality of meaning. Oh, First of all, it part of the wisdom is that it is literally true. McGrindle's kecks fell down and he's dick out now. Right. Uh, not He's not jacking it or anything. He is flaccid. He's fully flaccid is what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. But you just notice that. And you can choose now to carry on with what you're saying and pretend it hasn't happened. I, or address the 
dare I say, elephant in the room. Because <laughs> this guy is drunk like... like. <laughs> Uh, McGrindle, for reasons we need not go into, uh, I just thought, yeah, yeah, and all that. Yes, yes, all and on and off. (laughs) Um, Could you just repeat the the wisdom? A ghost is never half as friendly on a Friday. Never half as friendly on a Friday. There you go. So it is true. Those phrases that is they are never half as friendly on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay, but also part of what it means is it it's about the way in which the spirit. Yeah, it begins yeah. to crumble as time goes on. Ah. And also, because Ageism. Friday... Shout out to McGrindle. Because Friday... Fisting the air. Is is like the end of the, the traditional work week. Right. It's also a, a hugely anti-capitalist ah. sentiment. Even though McGrindle himself, I'm sure, is a proud bigot and supporter of the line. He invented the, the gig economy. Oh, no. Actually. <laughs> He patented yeah. the zero hours contract. Okay, says McGrindle. And again, you get the sense that your answer didn't matter to him. Trousers up yet? Or no. Uh, in fact, he steps out he's of them one leg them away. <laughs> and when he's on the second leg, he swirls it around his ankle a bit before just flicking yeah, yeah. it off. Yeah, and it probably in my direction. Old, it yep. catches an old man on the corner of his face. And he's like, oh, what was that? And he looks around to see this huge swing. He thinks dick. it's you. He thinks you did it. But well, I have my trousers on. He doesn't. He doesn't know acknowledge. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's convenient. Today's zombie is tomorrow's zombie. Today says McGrindle. Today's zombie McGrindle. is tomorrow's zombie. Today. Yeah. And what he wants you to do, I think, looking at him, you get gone because he's sort of staring at you now, like as if you just know conversationally in the kind of etiquette what comes next, and he's very yeah. much. His face is saying the ball is in your court, although a quick glance downwards would show that not to be the case because you know how the elderly are. Yeah. Then they're drooping and they are sometimes engorged. Firmly in his court. Yeah. Um, but you get the sense that, yeah, if you don't start I'm supposed soon, to know. It's like call like, and response. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of vibe like, yes. <clears throat> he's throwing it over to you. And what do you say? And tomorrow's zombie is just Friday's ghost then. Oh, and he cackles, but as he's laughing, he laughs so vigorously from the pelvis that everything starts sort of oscillating like a sine wave. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's a lot more dick-based, this, this attraction, than it, than it seemed from the sign. It's really weird how that happens. The midday pumpkin rose the furthest. And then there's brackets, he says. Worm horsepower, question mark. And that's the end of the brackets. Yes. And you're not sure if that one was one of the options or one of the ones he was asking, or if that's just something he says. That's why I've 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 said yes. Could you yep. understand me the wisdom? He asks. And there's a sadness about him now because as you look, you you've built McGrindle up to be something that he's not fundamentally. I haven't. You saw him as an, an icon well, I didn't. of an age gone by, a kind nope. of Mr. Megorium. Um, I wonder why I keep talking about Mr. Megorium at the moment. I've only seen that film once, but it's well, because of the word Imagiporium. I guess it must be, which also, was shamelessly ripped off from Dustin Hoffman. Is very weird in that film. Yeah, I think he's playing he's a nonce. Very weird. <laughs> I think he's in a different film. I think. Than what he I think. He's more, in. I think he just is a nonce. Oh, no, that we. They, it's just saying that as a joke in case any of Hoffman's yeah. lawyers are listening. There was that creepy thing he said. I know. I don't want us to dwell on it because I remember it oh too well. Um, you get the sense that McGrindle 
is a sort of faded and tragic figure. And that as you look at his wretched body, the skin yeah. kind of hanging off his old bones, um, and particularly the dick part of his of his old bones. That's as far away um, from any bone. You think oh, I need to throw this guy a rope, a little life yep. jacket, and I'll I'll engage him. And I'll tell him what the wisdom means, but own, I mean, not for me, but for McGrindle. McGrindle. This could be the last bit of wisdom he ever hears. McGrindle, I'm not going to patronise you. <gasps> Sorry? I'm not going to patronise you, McGrindle. Up. McGrindle, listen! Yes? I'm not going to patronise you. <gasps> I know all too well that you are the keeper of such wisdom. And whatever you believe in your heart, that to mean, that's a truth I could never, ever achieve. <laughs> Please, please put some pants on. (laughs) And he hugs you, begging you, step away. With a sudden vitality. No, you wouldn't believe. He launches, but it's not a hug like a a just arms hug. He does a hug like when a child jumps it at you. And it's like like a baby monkey. Arms and legs are around you. And And he is thrusting slightly. And I made the mistake of wearing shorts today. It's got to be said, there there is penetration. Oh, what? Where? Just of the shoulder, of the trouser leg. Oh, okay. The shorts leg. That I can live with, can I you? suppose. Well, I'm sorry. not easily, <laughs> but more easily than the alternatives. Anyway, challenge three, says McGrindle. Oh, McGrindle, I, I really thought we were done. And now he's... I was supposed to be meeting some friends. Now he's kneeling in front oh, of you. Oh, Christ. And uh, he's got a... He's got a sort of naughty look on his face. Oh, oh and no! You can't imagine why. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I can. <laughs> oh, I can. Guess what, McGrindle <laughs> is my thinking about. He offers McGrindle. I'm going to save us both a lawsuit. I'm going to. I'm going to leave the tent, McGrindle. Yes. Yep. That's right. Thank you. That'll be a tenner. Yeah, that's soon. fine. Take it. Thank that was you. The end it's of your... that oh no, that's weird. How strange. That was a strange attraction. Really odd. I don't know where that McGrindle guy gets off on all this. I mean I do, quite clearly up your shorts yeah. later, sadly. What's next, I wonder? As soon as you step out of the tent, you hear another voice coming oh. from the tent next door. It's all tents, isn't it, around here? Well that's carnival vibes, isn't mm. it? Whoa there, sir. It says, you look like a strapping young lad, but, yeah. and, and do pardon my boldness here, but I can't help but notice no man nor mistress nor gender non-conforming companion upon your arm there. Well, yeah, I'm here by myself. Am I to it? take it that a fellow such as yourself has come to the carnival all on your lonesome, leaving I'm such a lover behind? Or is it? Now there's a, an interesting sentiment, sir. Is it good, sir, as I gravely fear that you are as you appear to be right now before me? Loveless. No. I, 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 say no more, sir. I'm dicking down on the daily. Say no more. Mum's the word. Saying I'm a cock. Mum's the word. You I can be sure that. Now listen up. here. Listen here. And mind your head as we step through here. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. In. Now listen here. The sign outside may say freak show, but you, no. you can be assured that's just a sign to lure in the sadistic punters. What we have here are three gravely misunderstood specimens each as lovely as the last and and this is where you come in my good man each more single than the previous it sounds deeply immoral so just rest your rump there that's a good point and hear them out and you never know you might see something takes your fancy trouble is they're all just a little bashful 
Like, well, that won't be a problem. They're all just a little bashful. That's I'm right. not, I don't want to. So what's gonna, what they're going to do? That they they're not going to tell you their name. Uh. They're just going to they're just going to read out to you what what they consider to be their dating profile. Okay. And if you can figure out who they are, I get a prize. Then you're going to get a prize. I do, can I just check? I don't want the prize of of dating any of these. That's okay. People. You're going to get a prize. It's a different prize from that. It's a, just it's, to be clear. It is a prize. Can I get that in writing? Don't you worry, sir. Are you ready? Oh, uh, you sat comfortably. Sure. Yep. Out you come, number one. Oh, <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, can we stop the music? <coughs> I, I'm a fun-loving guy. And a snappy dresser. Oh, okay. An older gentleman, uh, usually quite reclusive, but when I do go out and party, I am sure Very cool. to party hard. Not afraid of my feminine side. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm so, going to go. So often... Sorry. Sit down. I, it's, I've got an appointment with... Sit McGrindle. down! <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, McGrindle. Not afraid of my feminine side. So often seen wearing a bit of makeup, mm-hmm. love kids, and and hope to have several one day. Now I I do live underground, uh, mo- most notably at the bottom of a well oh, no. um, that's hidden in in a system of, of boggy sewers. Um, but don't, don't let that put you off. Really love kids, uh, just love them. Um, you said that. Previ- previous partners have said that I am a comforting lover. Oh, that's quite nice. With the ability to lull you to sleep with an almost terrifying ease. Mm. I don't often open up, but when I do, <laughs> oh, oh man, is it, it, it is a sight to behold. Re- really can't stress enough that I absolutely bloody love kids. You, um, yeah, you said that. Have, have on occasion uh, been accused of being an ancient evil. Pardon. Love kids, <laughs> love the fair. Uh, seek similar oh okay cool well that was thanks for opening up i that i love to hear your truth um thank not, you not for me and and who do you reckon that was so just just between you i and wouldn't me. i wouldn't like to venture just between you and me you, you simply have to i would say it's probably pennywise the dancing club oh, it is. i don't want to see pennywise. no 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 you don't need to pennywise. call him that's yeah, that's a yes. No, no, it, that's Penny, a yes. It wasn't Pennywise. I'm yeah. taking. Oh, I'm taking. Yeah, about six o'clock. He said about six o'clock. I said Cheers. nothing like that, Penny. That's all right. Have a good one. You're fine. Oh, he's so pleased. Oh, you've break. made his day. You've made his day. I okay. guess I can go then if we. Sorry, number two. No, it's all right. It's but all I can't right. say. Well, well no, really as you said, you're dicking down every night. You yeah, can but- have. One every night of the week. That's okay. They're 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 all right with that. Fine. When they're also happy. <laughs> they're also happy for a joint situ. If you're yeah, I bet they if are. You're into- I bet they are. <laughs> Second number two. Oh, here they come. Here they come. Here they come. Uh, I screamed at the number two person. He, he didn't mean that. Didn't mean that. I meant in a good way. Didn't mean that. Yeah. Two. Like oh, like, yeah. yeah uh, you go ahead. What a great look. <clears throat> uh, uh, wi- widower. Uh, in the midst of a renaissance of sorts. Okay. Uh, seeking a replacement for my long dead wife. Oh, no. Um, haven't really been paying attention to popular culture for the last uh, 5,000 years or so. So wow. not what you might call a movie buff, <laughs> but always keen to ingest new things. Okay. Uh, hobbies include uh, organ retrieval, plague bringing, and opening my mouth uh, wider than you'd hope. Oh, very cool. 
definitely more of a dog person. Fair enough. Very body positive. Uh, but uh, my tastes are really quite particular. Uh, so please don't take offence if you're not my type, which is currently uh, a near replica slash actual reincarnation of my dead wife. Mm. Uh, now, you may be called upon now, <laughs> just now and then, uh, to partake in rituals involving the sacrifice of living people. Yes. Although I do have an actual slave, so no dishes and laundry for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, have on occasion been accused of being an ancient evil. Um, oh, you that's uh, like the first guy. Bald. Bald. Uh yeah. Yeah, have me up till there. Um is that is it Imhotep? Oh yeah, is you're it? right. Actually, I, I don't know the mummy films very well. Imhotep, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. No, tomorrow. no, no. Yeah, I don't pe- do no pennies bald. tonight. Unless you want to, unless you could swap, you could swap. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think yeah, you, he just I'll said, call sort it out you. between you. You don't call so, me. Sort it out between you. He said. I, no, I don't have, have Facebook. Way. I don't have him. him. That's all right. Neither do they. Neither do they. Okay, cool. Right, we've only, we've only got one more. We've only got one more. I really do have to go. I've got. Um, no, I've got some big attractions I, I, to get to. I would not piss off this one. Oh. Well, that's, so, that's not the dynamic so, I look for. No, 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 it, no, no. Look, I don't want to no, be threatened. No, no, they're lovely. They're lovely. They're lovely. But I, it's but just you like, wouldn't piss them off. I, not me personally, no. But I could. That's just my. I'd be fine if I did. I'm not. Well, I, I couldn't say the way. Well, I feel like you should be able to say definitely. I would be fine if I rejected. No, but we all have our bad day. days, don't we? We've all yeah, got our yeah, bad yeah, days. Yeah, we all yeah. do. But yeah. we wouldn't just murder a prospective lover. No one said anything about murder. Right. No one said anything about. And I think you'll find that's key. Okay. Okay. Here they come. Um, I too am a widower with a powerful lust for life. That's good. Uh, and a strong sense of moral purpose. <clears throat> good on you. Uh, currently living on borrowed time and, oh. uh, and looking to make the most of it. Many people find me morose, bordering on totally joyless. Oh, no. Uh, but once you get to know me, I'm a child at heart, really. That's good. I love puppets, uh, although just the one really um, <laughs> uh, puzzles uh-huh. uh, and most of all games <laughs> boy, Me too. boy i just love Have you played Spider-Man? designing games um the higher the stakes the greater the fun that's why mm. i say i'm not into uh drug addicts domestic abusers serial rapists uh health insurance salesmen judges photographers <laughs> doctors so what was that last one photographers photographers that just seems uh, a bit different from doctors uh, or cops, uh, as well as a, a whole host of other people. It, it, it is honestly highly unlikely that I will find you suitable. Oh. Uh, but don't let that stop you applying. Uh, I'm an inventive man. I'm very hands-on. So if you're seeking a practical partner, then look no further. Personally, <clears throat> I'm looking for a new partner in, uh, well, not crime per se, uh, just legally dubious and, in my eyes, entirely justified acts <clears throat> of abduction and machine-based murder. Um, oh. Aquarius. Oh, good. Well, that last bit wins me right back around. Uh, is it? Is it Tobin Bell playing the character <laughs> Jigsaw? It, it's what is the goddess Jigsaw? The guy's name? John Kramer. John Kramer. Yeah. 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 John. No, no. It's I'm a, busy. It's a big fat yes. Busy that day. It's John. a big fat. John, yes. I'm a cop. In fact, he liked you the best. I'm a fucking So he cop. said you can go tonight, Pennywise. He shoved you back to Friday. Yeah. No, well, you know. Don't be pissed off hold about off, it, Penny. Hold off. Yeah, yeah. No, I can pop your mouth away. 
Pop your mouth. Oh, God. Oh, you've made all three of them very happy. You've made all three of them very happy. Um, what do I win, then? What, three... Pro- you- <laughs> oh, three charming lads. Oh, but you said I didn't win a date with them. I, I didn't say that, actually. I didn't... I, I didn't thought say- you did. No, that's... No, well, that, that's... Got to read the small print of video. Oh. Anyway, uh, John will see you tonight at six. Cool, I guess. Bye. Yeah. Oh, I might... I can't... Stay you step here. outside of the tent, Ooh. excited oh. for an evening of passionate romance later that night. I'm not. <clears throat> so in a daze are you that you don't even see that you've walked straight across the path and into the tent of the fortune teller. Oh, I love these opposite. People. As you walk into a very darkened space, you see her sat behind a characteristic crystal ball. Very cool. She looks up very at you. Very vibey. And she says, ah! Whoa, she's got energy. Come in, come in, and never fear. The future's never far, my dear. Oh, she's rhyming. The spirit realm holds knowledge true and wants to pass it on. To you. To you. To me, yeah. But careful, dear. Okay. For what you wish. When dropping coins into my dish. Why have you got a coin there dish? The clouds to you. You're going to get Union enough. rules. <laughs> Though clouds to you, my ball is clear and cares not what you want to hear. Oh, that's disappointing. Facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> ben Shapiro, you tell him. So take things. a breath and take it deep. I did. As in your skin the ghosts do seep. <clears throat> and once you feel we're good to go, just tell me what you want to know. Fuck, okay. Cool. What, anything? Yep. Um... Can it be? Does it have to be about me? Can it be? What was that? You'd like to know what sort of ghost you are? Oh, I, I guess certainly, my dear. The question, in a way, I was going to ask about the election. Certainly, my dear. Can we do the election after? Take a seat. Take a seat. Sure, we'll do. Take a seat. Thank you very much. Now, where's the coin dish? Or do I pay after? You pay after. Lovely. I appreciate that. Now. There is a counterpart of mine who asks questions here at the fair, but he, he is a liar and a charlatan who will never give you an answer and you'll leave dissatisfied and indeed unsatisfied. I think I know who that was. I think I met that guy earlier. Here you will get asked. Asking about Largo? Don't speak of Largo. Okay. Yeah, he's done some bad shit. Now I'm going to ask you some questions and I'm going to give you three options each time. Okay. And each time you must rank Oh, I have to rank them. I must rank the options. Fucking hell. Are you going to keep track of this, you old I'm crone? going to keep track of them, don't you? Fuck worry. you. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a bad experience in the previous tent. I'm a bit riled. I'll get my son Pennywise on <laughs> Oh, no. You're fucking joking. <laughs> He'll fucking... No, I bet. He will fuck I've, I've you heard. up. <laughs> I've heard. I have heard. Okay. Now, question. Yeah, on you go. Number one. Jog on. When others are not around... Yeah. You like to mm-hmm. mess with their things. Mm. It's funny to you to move the things of others. <laughs> it's quite funny. Just be yourself, uh-huh. as you cannot do. You cannot do that when they're around. Okay. Or C, you simply like to be on the floor, mostly being sad. Ooh. I think, to be honest, it's A, B, C. A, B, C. Yeah, it is, because you're Good. right. What's your name, sorry? Mrs. Yes. Mrs. what? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I I was just going to say, I think it is funny to move the things of others. I think you were quite right <laughs> when you said that. That's Mrs. not me. That's oh. not my opinion. Oh, 
Okay. But you I read think, the questions. I think it's rather cruel. Oh, well, I feel a little but judged. But here we go. Your perfect birthday present would be... Mm, it's a month away, my birthday. So this an end to the practice of wildlife photography. Could Could be useful. To you, the perfect present would be a television, preferably untuned. Mm. Or... Screen only. Would you just like a bit of slime and or goop? Slime and or goop. I think your colleague was asking about goop. Slime and or goop. Yeah, I think your colleague mentioned that earlier. So that is kind of in my head. But I feel like this might be, you know, when you sort of recognise the tools of advertising being used against you. No. So you sometimes are like, I really fancy a coat, but why is that? And it's you like, oh, well, I saw an advert. I never want a Coke. Oh, right. Well, I, I'm just saying for me, I sometimes do. Weak of I'm, the mind. I'm not interested in you Weak or your life mind. or opinions. So you can keep that to yourself or I'll never. fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Penny. <laughs> no, no, no. Penny. We've got another She's one. She's joking. We're having a great time here, aren't okay. we, Mrs. Yes. Yeah, Fortune. I think it's going to be, I'd love the television untuned. Yes. I'd love that. What was the first one again? It was an end to the practice of wildlife. No, I love that practice. It's going to be uh, BCA, I think. BCA, Bravo Charlie Alpha. That's all right. I've popped that in. Okay, is that the... Are we done? Oh, no, 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 no. And this is going to tell me what kind of ghost I am. Speaking of Christmas... We won't. Are you a religious entity? Mm Mm-hmm. Your only god is Prozac, and he constantly lets you down. Wow. Heavy. Mother Gaia is your lord, and she's been nothing but bounteous. Mm. Or you're something of an abomination, personally. Oh, well, that's not the case. I I mean, it's clear to me that you did write these, because they all come from a very sort of particular narrative voice, Mrs. Uh, Whatever your name was. Yes. Um, And I I feel like you're projecting a little bit onto me. I mean, you know, I haven't studied... A lot of this kind of... I get this straight from the ghosts. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you fucking do. Um, The ghosts? This one's offending me. The ghosts are well attuned to sarcasm. I'm going to go Gaia, Prozac, Abomination, BAC, back. Mm, Interesting. Very interesting. We done or... What would you look for in a romantic partner? Okay. More than anything, you want someone willing to respect your privacy. Mm. You want someone with a mischievous spirit, or perhaps more simply, just a mischievous spirit. Ah, that'd be good, like peeves. Or you would like a slime lady who is as sad as you. Brackets. A slime lady. Brackets. Impossible. Oh, right. Okay. Um, It's got to be the mischievous spirit for sure. Mm-hmm. The slime lady's going bottom of the list, let me tell you. Uh, and then whatever the other stupid yes, one was. we get a lot of bigots in here. It's not bigotry. I'm not interested in slime <clears throat> or slime people. If you could send one message to the listeners and or carnival goers out there. What do you mean by listeners? What would it, the people listening what to our would it be? Session? Fucking hell, chill out, love. Would it be vote? Yeah. Is that it? Would it be you want your slimy life to end? It, again, it's not that one. I feel like there's such a specific... Are you, are you okay? Are you going through something? Yes. Okay, are you a slimy gal? Because no. I, 
There are creams you can get. I'm not slimy, but I don't judge those who slime. I don't judge either, but it's clear that it's not working you out clearly for this person. Do. You clearly they sound do. like they're suicidal. I just want to step in and, and say life's worth and, living. And some some of our punters are too. Well, I'm not surprised after 10 minutes with you. Or... Tedious old hag. Or... The climate crisis is the greatest threat humanity has ever faced and will ever face. Ooh, will ever face. I mean, I guess in a way. Let's go C, A, B. I'm putting again... If we, if you'd have told me that how many slime questions there were, we could have skipped across them and just said put those always at the bottom. They did because to me they don't come interest at the bottom. Me. That's the interesting. No, no, no but I'm thing. saying when I'm ranking them, just don't but bother when asking. We, even in me. your rankings, they didn't. They always probably come did. Bottom. They probably did, unless you've been fiddling them. Now, what I need you to do uh-huh. is to simply speak for two or three uninterrupted <laughs> minutes <laughs> while you do some little <laughs> while I just. Have a quick chat with the ghosts. Oh, wow. Fucking <laughs> hell. As to who you might be. Okay, well, let me just reflect on this experience, if that's okay. If that's the kind of thing I can please, vocalise. Please, do. I guess when Try I... Try to do it without any of your prejudice that you've the, been there's, spouting there's, so there's far. There's no prejudice. Hateful bile that's been yeah, pouring from your you lips. Why don't you and chat to the ghosts for a bit? Um, when I arrived at the Fortune Tennis... Don't know about ghosts. Tent. It's fucking breaking me. I, sorry, what? Ooh, yes. Is that a ghost? Okay, wow, fuck. Just, it looked like you were just whistling off nonsense well, in the corner. That's your mistake. Very it? weird. I've always been intrigued by fortune tellers and fortune telling as a concept. And this is my first experience of it. Obviously, I've seen it on TV and I've seen some of the kind of lazy tropes. It's often tied up with a kind of anti-traveler rhetoric. These fortune tellers who turn out to be like duplicitous or evil or in Drag Me to Hell, there's a old lady who does a curse and then she's got no teeth now anymore unfortunately and it's just gums and she does just gum you in your own car and i've got to say it was it's been a letdown oh the ghosts have they've finished their deliberations oh good yeah no i'd finished my point as well just to reiterate my final comment it's been a letdown this experience between you and I, and it's been mm. bad, and I I don't like what's happened. That's okay. You'll be Is there a drop- kind of ghost? You'll that- be dropping into the into the little dish anyway. Uh, no, I probably won't. Penny, I we've got another one. Penny, was honestly away with it. Try me, mate, because I'm dating Jigsaw, and he will <laughs> fuck you up. Imhotep is going to get you. Imhotep's very much on Penny's side. As if they don't like because no, because Jigsaw wants to trap them both. You see, I can- he doesn't approve. Whatever. He doesn't. Approve. Whatever. Come on. Who? What ghost am I? Listen. So there, there were good three well disguised options uh-huh. as to which ghosts that you could be. One of them's a sad, slimy ghost. Wow. So I'm not that one. Let's let's skip that. <laughs> one <guess>. of them. <laughs> let's the just one, not bother with that one. The one you are least like. Is it's, it a sad, slimy ghost? It's the sad, slimy no! monster. Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see that coming. You had little to no affinity with mm. the slime. I hate it. That's no. often, may I say, mm-hmm. the same with the racists. No, no, it's not. I imagine they're super into the slime. You were very like, though not the most like, yeah. a cryptid. Ah, I like that. I a see myself sort of as cryptid. Earth-dwelling little thing. Yeah. Frightened of the outside world. No, that's not what cryptids pretty, are like. Pretty cryptids monst- live in the outside world. Pretty monstrous. You think the Loch Ness monster is afraid of the outside world? The world outside that which he inhabits. Well, yeah, he yes. lives in the whole lock. Yeah. What more do you need? Never breaching. He goes to Lake Windermere. <laughs> we heard <laughs> him in the news. he pops across <laughs> all over the gas. Big. 
And the one that you are most like, uh-huh. perhaps the evilest of all. Well, that's one The cruelest, stuff. the most mischievous. It's pre- yeah, mischievous was isn't cool. the poltergeist. Yes, I have got big poltergeist energy, I've been told. That will be £15. You're not going to go into any of the, like, any sort of fortune element about it at all. Because it did say fortune What telling. do you fucking want from me? I've told you what sort of ghost oh, you are. Right. What do I do with that information? Though? How do I reflect that back That's into my... to you. Maybe go and... Have you spoken to McGrindle? He's the I've wise... He's him the enough. wisest he's one here. <laughs> yes. That's oh, a you he's were lucky. Wow. Fucking goodness. Hell. All right. Well, I'll if, be off. If he, be if off. he got his dick out, he'll definitely tell you what that means. And I leave the tent, I think. Uh, not even looking back. And I certainly... And let me just put... A clear full stop after this. Do not drop any money in the house. Put it in the tin, you fucking bastard. (laughs) It's time to be honest with yourself, you think. This whole carnival, it's been a waste of time. You agreed to come here for the vibes, for the memories, for the ween. But you know what? It's been lacking on all counts. Just as you're about to storm out of the great carnival, you notice a single shabby tent pitched behind the pungent portaloos. A handwritten cardboard sign says, The story time, time out, time story in sitting tent. What have I got to lose, you think? And you head on in. Mm. Inside, let me tell you, it's terribly foul. I don't have time to explain exactly how, but whatever you're thinking, double that. A single torch beam picks out a Nokia 3410 resting face down on a kind of cupboard which has been left in roughly the middle of the quote-unquote room the phone starts ringing as you take your seat and answers itself a voice on the speakerphone says you sitting comfortably duckling then i'll begin fuck and this is what it said love in the sewers by sakura sakura i think underscore freefall part one victor hugo The man crept through the sludge, squinting his eyes to see through the gloom. He was stout and not very tall, with a presumably white beard that was caked with grime. The lantern he carried was dimly casting a glow about the dark tunnel, with the only other light source being occasional barred gates overhead. The man had the sure but quiet demeanour of one who has spent far too long in a domain he is not accustomed to, only to adapt to the conditions with the passage of time. He felt around himself, trying to drown out the whispers, Mm. the ghosts that constantly followed him. They're everywhere. He knew their names by heart, but he did not think them. And this is Victor Hugo who's trying to... He only really pushed them to the back of his mind, tried to distance himself from the guilt. You wonder how his life was so interesting, but his books were so, so dull. (laughs) So long. This murderer, this scoundrel, this literary genius, what was his name? Well, it was Victor Hugo. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if the author intended that to be a reveal. Because it was like he brought them into the world only to destroy them with his pen strokes. They had lives given to them by ink on paper, and when he took that life away, he realized they would never leave him. Oh, he paid the price for it many times over, both in the ever present soreness in his legs, born from that dreadful day that the stranger had appeared in front of him and bashed his kneecaps with a serrated dagger before taking one of the constant voices, the littlest one, and carrying him out of the sewers very much alive. It was strange. But the old no man doubt. had seen far stranger. Oh. The other price was his curse. The oh. curse to dwell forever in the dankest, and that's not in the internet sense, sewers of the world. 
Oh, those 40 pages seemed such a whim at the time, but now they are only pain. Oh. Pain and suffering. Oh. There was one bright spot in the poor man's life, however. Oh. It was when he met another sewer dweller, a younger man in a theatre mask named Eric, but often called Phantom, oh. who had the voice of an angel and the oh. tongue of a devil. Oh, yeah, Victor liked that, didn't he? He was culture to Hugo's chaos, suavity to his coarseness, and he'd swept the old French writer away on his golden boat and steam-filled lair where the water ran as clean as it ever did in the musky place. They'd enjoyed a few lovely months together discussing death and life and the arts before that dreadful day. All this in the sewers? Where they had a terrible disagreement. Oh, no. Pitting their muses against each other, going for low blows. Hugo defending Fontaine, the golden-haired girl he created against Eric's long-lost first love, an opera singer named Christine. They fought and argued and sniped and grumbled until Victor Hugo decided he'd had enough. When he walked out the door, he vowed never again to set his eyes on Eric the Phantom. Oh, no. He lived months, maybe years, maybe more, alone again. (laughs) Nothing but the rats and ghosts for company. Wishing for a pen, anything to write something with. He Could he not eat one? He just pop up to the surface, get a pen. And that's when he walked right into his life. Ambiguous. Ah. He was a serial killer. Oh. And Hugo... Uh, Wait, sorry, Eric the Phantom. No, we've moved on. It's confusing. Oh, it's a new... This is a new character. A new child. Hugo was a writer, both with some sort of a body count. Of course, they were soulmates. His name was Pennywise. Oh! And he had a taste for violence not matched by any of Victor's darkest fantasies. <laughs> Yet somehow they made it work. Oh, and while his relationship... It's nice. It's like when, you know, Tories and, and <laughs> Labour, Labour voters are friends. And while his relationship with Eric was based on off walking on eggshells and carefully planned digressions, Pennywise wanted none of that. He was rough, unapologetic, harsh, and unrelenting. Dicking down with no one's business. But mysteriously vague. And the two felt matched like a knife to a whetstone. Occasionally, even so, Hugo remembered... Now, when they said whetstone... They meant fucking. Did they? But did they... No, they they didn't do anything clever. Oh. No, there was an H. There was an H. Okay, that's good. Um, Hugo remembered his days with Eric almost wistfully. But he had Pennywise. And he much preferred the sadistic clown over what he'd had with the masked singer, which makes it sound like the TV break. <laughs> but he could not deny there was something about the golden boats and silver candelabras that he had enjoyed. A taste of high <coughs> culture was rare down in the gloom of the sewers. Mm. However, the rough, coarse demeanour of the clown suited him, and he loved his darker-than-night humour and bone-chilling anecdotes. And he was an excellent kisser. Oh, well, Hugo that helps. carried on through the sewers, inching his kneecapless legs forward and forward, knowing that the love of his life was waiting at the dead-end pipe Called so, is there any chance of winning a prize in this yeah. tent? Yeah. Sorry, I, there's no one in the tent. It's just you and an Nokia. So, sorry, I'm just I'm down the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello? Hello. Yep. You, just wondering because the, Eric liked this, introduction's been, this introduction's been going on for a while. I was just wondering when the the game or some, whatever starts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming right yep. up. Just take okay, seat. cool, cool, cool. Just take your, your little seat. Uh, part two, Eric, the Phantom of the Opera. Sorry, how many parts total? Uh, just the four parts. A man of culture, a lover of beauty <laughs> and refinement, not much suited to the gross, disgusting reek of the sewers where he chose to build his lair. Sure, he had rose petals, but that paled in comparison to what he lost. First, his love, Christine, a singer with a beautiful voice who left him for a rich young lad, 
just because Eric tried to kill a few people in the opera house. Doesn't mean he deserved to be Who dogged, among us? It? And next, oh, next was the old French poet and writer Victor Hugo, who'd understood him in a way nobody else could. Oh, the fight. The terrible fight inflamed by passion and righteous fury. He'd spat venom at the venerable old man after he dared say that a girl he'd known of, Fantine was her name, was a better person than dear sweet Christine. It was his job and honour to defend his champion, even at the cost of the love of of his life, Victor Hugo. Yes. Ever since Victor Hugo had limped out of the door, somehow the man had lost his kneecaps. Eric felt more lonely than ever before. Worse were the rumours that Hugo, the old bother, had found another love. A serial killer with a clown's face. How Eric envied that man for stealing the hand and heart of his own flame. He wasn't going to let it go easily. Who's there? rang out the voice. The voice that had haunted Eric's dreams for so long. It's our... It's me, Pennywise, Eric replied. Oh. I thought you'd be on the hunt, came the curious response. Uh, I decided, you know, to come home early. Take the day off. All right then, mon amour, do come in. It was going perfectly. Immediately, Hugo swept him into a kiss. Oh, how he'd missed kissing him. It was rougher than he'd recalled. Perhaps Pennywise was a harsher lover, but still glorious at the same time. Part four. This, uh... <laughs> Part three, I mean. <laughs> uh, Pennywise. Oh, okay. After a hard day of slaughtering <clears throat> innocent people, Pennywise's it's tough mind work, but someone's gotta do it. <clears throat> was full of thoughts of returning home to his lover. A Frenchman, Victor Hugo, <laughs> doomed to live without kneecaps in the sewers forever. Hello, sorry, is anyone there? Yeah, just just wondering. You're interrupting the, the story, lad. Yeah, no, it's just that the story it it sort of it likes to go over old ground <laughs> quite a lot. Is it's there? It's got to make sure that the audience is no. I, with us. I understand who's in the story. It's just uh, Victor Hugo. When, yep, no, he's no there. Kneecaps. Pennywise, Eric the Phantom, living in the sewers. Yeah, I remember. It just again. Any is there anything for me to do here? Because otherwise, yeah, I'm I might just go. It's the it's the story time uh time out time story in city. Yeah, I've had a good sit down. I, I'm you honestly as well rested more. as possible. I'll, I'm probably going to go. Pe- Pennywise, wait, what? It's not. I swear, it's not what it looks like. Stammered the husky voice. There are two of you. How is this? I'm the real Pennywise. I swear. He said, like Mickey Mouse, feeling a rush of fear <laughs> and worry. The other man responded in kind. Not ah, I'm the real Pennywise. Well then, murmured the old Frenchman, Victor Hugo, <laughs> scratching his chin. Fuck. There's only one possible explanation. Explanation. <laughs> there is one imposter among us. Now, how to tell who is faking? Pennywise sus. <laughs> Suddenly, the fake Pennywise ripped off his costume to reveal a gem-covered mask before drawing a pirate cutlass. I admit I am Eric. Phantom of the Opera, who's loved you and missed you every day since we parted. (laughs) Eric, what? I'm with... I'm over you, we broke up! I regret every word of what I said. I love you more than even Christine, and I'll fight this clown for your heart if need be. Then we can fight, Pennywise said, pulling a butcher's knife from his pocket. Come at me, brother! (laughs) Don't know why Pennywise talks like that. Part four. Batman. No. <laughs> Bruce There's Wayne. no room. Bruce Wayne wasn't in the sewers for a reason. He'd simply taken a wrong turn and gotten lost down there, and there was no hope of finding his way out. A very attractive man was down there as well. The French writer, Victor Hugo. <laughs> Fuck. 
The man had a sad oh. expression and a flamboyant cape. He was hunched in a dry <laughs> pipe, looking hopeless. Are you okay? He asked. No, just leave me, the man groaned. Are you hurt? Look, I'm Batman. It's my job to make sure you're not hurt. Unless you're a supervillain, then. Oh, I'm not then hurt. quite the opposite. I'm not hurt. The only wounded thing is my heart. Oh, no, I fucking knew it. Bruce felt strangely attracted by the dramatic stranger. His voice was melodic and reedy, and Bruce blushed in spite of himself. Who broke your heart? I, I cannot speak his name. I'm ruined. Um, I'm sorry. Do you want me to, like, talk to you? What's your name? My, my name is Eric. They some call me the Phantom of the Opera. Strange, I know. I've heard stranger, Bruce said. It was true. His nemesis was a guy named Joker, of all things. Who are you, kind traveller? asked Eric. Oh, I'm Bruce. Bruce Wayne, more commonly known as the Batman. Why are you so kind to me? Because you looked sad and lonely, he said. And before he could stop himself, the words, and also, you're really hot. Oh, that happens to me sometimes. Hot? Yeah. Can you kiss me? The request was in a quiet voice, and Bruce knew for a fact that he wouldn't be able to say no to this. (laughs) He kissed Eric right on the lips, feeling warmth spreading through him. Maybe this would be the start of something beautiful. Hope you enjoyed that. No, I... I honestly Leave felt no resolution. Ten pounds in the cash tin. Yeah, you can. T- I gave it to the fortune teller lady. You okay. can borrow it from her. Bye. You turn your back on the carnival, the carnival that had left you a panting, haunted wreck of a man. You cross the threshold back onto the dirted path that led you to this wretched place, and take your first steps back towards your life before all this, a life you're not sure you remember clearly. You go to check the time on your grandfather's watch. The watch that had played such a pivotal role during your time at the carnival. (laughs) That may well be the only reason you're still alive. Yeah, so true. But it's not there. Turning around, you see nothing but marshland stretching on into the mist-shrouded horizon. The carnival as absent as that oh-so-important artefact of time. Fuck. And you wonder to yourself, resuming your journey back along the road, if maybe... A little bit of you has gone too. There's always next year. Though what for? You never quite decide. This has been a month of highs and lows. A month of terrors and frights. A month of fun and games. Ghouls and phantoms. Ghouls and phantoms for sure. It's been Spooktober. Um, from the very first of the month, that was the first of October. Until the very first of the month after. the very after. first of November. Indeed, this, in, to Indeed the, second. the second. now, because <laughs> we've been going for over midnight. <laughs> we've toured a whole range of what's on offer in the Hallosphere, and we hope that you out there, the listener, you've, you've taken a little something from it and maybe yeah. learned a little bit about who you are wow. as well. Until next time... When, oh no, in fact, we've got some things to plug. Until next time, we've got things to plug first. Yeah. We've got a Patreon over at patreon.com slash shame city. <sighs> and it's what funds we, all this, isn't have it? Have we got one? We have indeed, yeah. We just put up some really uh, questionably legal writings of Declan's in the form of a creepy pastor. Red. Um, read voluntarily and well, happily by Isaac. Not happily, but I, yeah, well, you know, he, as an actor, you perform the material you give him. Um, 
And that was an episode that went up like just the other day. That was pretty fun. We've got like 50 bonus things that you get. And it's the first or second of the month. So this is really the best time to sign up because it won't charge you. So you get a whole month for free, effectively. Wow. And if you cancel your sub before we charge... We will come to I your will house. Personally <laughs> we will fuck you pennywise <laughs> you into an early November grade. Allegedly. Um, but no, do consider signing up. It really helps us out. Not Not only financially... Although that is obviously an important aspect, but it it makes us feel this crushing sense of obligation that really keeps us going when times are <laughs> really, rough. really does. When we're sitting there on the sofa trying to work out what Mister McGoogle comes up with next, whoever he was called, <laughs> Mister McGrindle. When when, when Isaac's thinking just which which character in this week's episode <laughs> he's going to have whip their knob out, you just think I'm doing this for them, and it's like how I imagine Homer, the army must Homer feel. with his do it for yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got all 10 of our patrons' faces framed. Uh, and, and we do do it for you guys, for sure. Oh, so we do it for the rest of you as well. Yeah, But less, not as much. De- definitely yeah. less. We do love you as well. But there are ways of helping out the show if you're not financially solvent at the moment. Um, We've all been there. We're all there. Uh, <laughs> for example, chief amongst them is telling a friend about the show. Word of mouth being in 2020 and during the pandemic remaining best of math maybe more than ever before yeah because no, it's all we Wally have bomb is having its having its second coming absolutely and if you are because there's so few things coming out of math during lockdowns because there aren't just virus alone, yeah you may as well just start bellowing about the show if you introduce one new person to it then like the coronavirus if as long as we can get that r number of, of show transmission <laughs> above one way then above we'll be one exponentially breeding around the world the, the tier three lockdown that will be us having slightly more listeners it would be huge we would appreciate it and we hope that you uh you partake of that small task there are even smaller ones reviews for example reviews are very good click the link in the show notes takes you straight there following us on the twitter at shame city gang is a big one emailing us any of your thoughts feelings suggestions or just little mind nuggets just send them over to tas tas at shame.city we've got a discord where it's been popping off of it absolutely banging in the discord i won't say that this is going to be a scheduled occurrence of any regularity but we had a games night the other night with like eight people and we played among us and jackbox seven and it was all streamed in the discord so if you're there you're more than welcome to join in and yeah, we please do if people join them we will make more of a thing of like shame dot city slash discord yeah it's all good fun um lastly there was one more thing i had to say that was so important but it's completely slipped my mind That's oh good. yeah here's an idea I pitch to you now. Go on, then. We're, at least, I I know I am, and a couple of other people are going to be staying up all night on Tuesday to watch the election. So we might hang out in the Discord. We might do a bit of streaming on Tuesday night, maybe. Sure. Something like that. Some games, uh, some some chat, stuff like this, to I take our minds well. off the crumbling future of of the, the world that we live in. Um, and until, well... Next week's going to be a bit different, right? Because normally this is a very academic show and we've spent a lot of time in the Imagino space, the Imagiporium. Yeah. We'll be, I think Declan's doing an anecdote next week, so that'll be something to look forward I'll to. I'll just make sure to experience something in the yep. next six days. <laughs> um, and yeah, normal content now for the rest of the year, uh, where normal means, you know, no whatever spooks. it has done so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, until then, I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. Happy Halloween 2020 to all... And to all, a good night. Stay spooked.
Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strides. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you. 